0: Okay, well, thank you to Zap Mama for Allo Allo, and Allo to all of you listening out there, whether on the radio or streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. This is Arts Week, and I'm Jeannette de Beauvoir. Following on the creative path of the 24 Hours Plays last weekend, the new play development mission of the Provincetown Theatre will present a succession of one-night presentations free to the public over the next two months. These will be absolutely new works. The annual new play reading series is called Spring Playdates and it starts a week from today on March 23rd. Through this weekend only, you can see a special exhibit at the Sandwich Glass Museum and Historical Society. You may not get up Cape very often, but this is worth a trip. It's called Light Up the World. It's a celebration of light in a time of darkness. I strongly urge you to make time to see this exhibition. It is truly extraordinary, and it literally, literally, folks, took my breath away times are available at sandwichglassmuseum.org. And this weekend, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, the Cape Symphony is presenting two nights of Irish music at the Chatham Bars Inn. Join them Friday, March 17th from 7 to 9 for a free evening of live Irish music featuring the wildlife band, Cape Cod Hometown Heroes. The Wildlife Band will perform traditional Irish, Celtic, and Americana tunes and songs. This complimentary event is open to the public and will be held at the Inn's South Lounge. A cash bar will be available, and then on Saturday, March 18th, the Irish music celebration continues with a fabulous Prefix menu dinner at Stars, followed by a concert at the Monomoy Ballroom as Cape Symphony presents Ethan Robbins' Acoustic Collective from 7 to 8.30. Tickets are available for dinner or and or the concert. You can do either or both, and they are at Chatham's Bars, excuse me, ChathamBarsN.com, ChathamBarsN.com. This Saturday at 6 p.m., we'd love to have you come to Prez Hall in Wellfleet to celebrate WOMR's 41st birthday. Tickets are $15 in advance, $20 at the door. VB and the Buzz will be performing. A cash bar will be available, but mostly it'll just be a great time to feel gratitude for so many decades on the air. And if you'd like to keep us on the air for another four decades, this is a great time to pledge your support by becoming a member of WOMR. It's quick and easy, and you will feel so great about doing it. So give us a call right now at 508-487-2619. And the Tennessee Williams Birthday Bash will be Sunday, March 26th at the Crown and Anchor. That's from 3 to 5 p.m. Join them to celebrate the 112th birthday of America's favorite playwright. There'll be entertainment, birthday cake, gift basket raffles, and much, much more. Oh, and the event will also include a reading of a short story by Tennessee Williams where a gay vampire makes an escape in a spaceship. Yes, you did hear that right. Admission is free for all, but there will be opportunities to help support the work of the festival. And as you can probably tell from that short story this year, the theme of the festival is Astounding Tennessee Williams Science Fiction and Fantasy. And finally, Michelle Crohn's Team Trivia has returned after COVID. It is now meeting on Tuesday nights from seven to nine at Bayside Betsy's in Provincetown. You can come as a team or just show up and you can join one there. So I am once again delighted to be joined by the Artistic Director of the Provincetown Theater, Mr. David Drake himself. Welcome back to Arts Week, David.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jeanette.
0: Oh, it's such a delight. And it, I mean, I love chatting with you anyway, but you've got so many amazing things going on at the theater that <laughs> I don't know we can put them all on one show, but we'll try. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we've got a lot going on. We we kind of started the season this month with the 24 hour plays. And it's like every week it's a different thing or right. every other week it's a different thing until we move into production in May. So I'm excited, I'm excited. It's just a lot of work, a lot of different I- items in the air right now. We have the, a new uh, spring play dates, mm-hmm. the free play readings uh, starting this month with a new play by Sarah Schulman who uh, for a lot of your listeners probably uh, in our audiences, uh, we brought the the Lady Hamlet uh, last summer from Sarah and that came out of the Playdates reading series uh, a few years ago. So um, yeah, we've got this play. Which is
0: wonderful. So you see that coming from just its its beginnings, its sort of inception to coming all the way through to, to full production, which must be very exciting.
1: It is. I mean, I mean, Sarah is a very accomplished writer. So when her stuff comes in for a reading, uh, even in a different draft, it it comes in so. uh, What's the word I want to look for? It comes in pretty ready to go Mm -hmm. uh, because it's got all these elements. So, and it's when you work with new writers, or you work not new writers when you work on a new play with different writers, you're working on different levels all the time with each each writer. Where are they with their play and right. you know I'm, I'm looking at like a, a fifth draft of this play uh whereas other plays that we're doing this year i'm looking at a first draft mm-hmm. it's just a different stage and it depends on how accomplished the writer is as well right. and how right. therefore how complex it gets so it's i'm excited about doing all the different ones because like for instance like next month we're doing uh, 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 at the end of the spring play dates, which used to be the winter play dates, which may be the winter play dates next year, but it's the play date <laughs> series. And uh-huh. it all falls under the Steven Mindech literary project, which is uh, our new play development uh, program. And what uh, we're doing, John Richardson's musical again, uh-huh. uh, we did just songs last year. Uh-huh. And then that was very popular, that moment. We just did songs in a reading, just the song through, no book scenes. And now John has worked over the past year on the the book. Mm -hmm. And Act One, so he has an Act One. So we're gonna do Act One of Jack of Hearts, which is his musical about Provincetown in 1963. Wonderful. So yeah, I'm excited about that. It's going to be pretty much the same cast, great cast for that. It's funny because these, I was looking, I was doing a a schedule with, uh, uh, at the office yesterday and realized that where there were 43 different um, artists involved in the Spring Play Dates Festival. Like from- That's writers, a lot
0: of people to juggle, David. A lot of
1: people to manage, right, for each wow, project. you know, They seem to be kind of big this year. There's that, we're seeing Oxtoby's play, Fun Times in Babylon, uh, about the uh, uh, Roscoe Arbuckle, the Fatty Arbuckle murder case in the Mm -hmm. 20s. And then there's uh, Linda Fiorella's uh, Beanie's Last Stand, uh, which had a reading in Truro and Gary Garrison's working on it, on uh, a new draft with her and then John's. And then we're gonna have the mosquito. We have the mosquito next weekend uh as well what's and the then topic men- do you know uh, money 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 oh okay <laughs> <laughs> why not <laughs> so um yeah so it's busy and then we were casting for the rest of the season right now which subscriptions <laughs> are on sale you know it's a 5 you're
0: on sale can you can you give us just a little hint of what's to come with the season
1: oh. Sure, sure, sure. We're going to open with Harvey Firestein's play Casa Valentina, which is about crossdressers in the early nineteen sixties mm-hmm. in a Catskill resort called, which was based on a real place that was called Casa Susana, which was turned into a book because somebody found these photographs from. Um, um, the late 50s and the early 60s and put them in, in a yard sale and put them into a book form and that book form, all these pictures of these of these men who were cross-dressing uh, into women's clothing. And this is what we call transvestism. This is not transsexualism. This is something else. Something and, different right yeah, now. Let's be clear. Yeah, and, well, th- and that's what the play kind of explores. It's really, it's a little ahead of its curve. It's from about five years ago. Mm-hmm. The play it was on Broadway, and um, and I got a bunch of Tony nominations, and it was uh, and he wrote it, and it was really good, and it's a very interesting play about these this this one weekend in their lives of these men in 1960. Uh, it's the summer of 1962, so it's at the beginning of the it's in the it's in the early Kennedy year, because uh-huh. uh, it, it's not referenced directly, but it's. There's an indirect innocence about it that you know we're about to head into the '60s. Um, the '60s are such a oh, such an interesting period because there's it's a tumultuous period that goes. It, it you know the the music is tumultuous. It, it's just there's so much going on in the 1960s. So politically, oh yeah, socially, art in every way you can imagine. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's a moment when they're all singing along to a, a, a McGuire sister song and, you know, 62 is the McGuire sisters, but then 63 introduces the Beatles and then we move from there. So to me, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like when you look at American culture in 20th century, the 1960s are the most, uh, are, are often the most, they're the most tumultuous and the most interesting in some ways to me. And um, and in the same way that when you look at women's fashion from the Victorian age to the Edwardian age into the uh, art deco age, you know, uh, we look at uh, uh, the skirt line moves and the, the bustier leaves and the bustle leaves all within a period of 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like women's fashion is so radically different at, at the beginning of the 20th century in the same way that music is so, ridiculously different in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So, uh, whereas like 1915 and 1925, the music is pretty much the same. Whereas 1955 and 1965, the music is very, 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 very different. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's a good observation. Yeah, so those are two decades, kind mm-hmm. of in a culture of 20th century, where everything gets moved around and reorganize completely. And we're in the midst of that right now in 2023. We're in the midst of a great, I think, reorganization of our culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's gonna land, but we're in this, I feel like we're in a tornado right now. Yeah. Um. So it's hard to land on anything.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think we can. I don't think we can know. I think that 20 years from now, people are going to look back on this time and be able to define it better than we are because we're in the yeah. midst of it.
1: I think so too. I mean, I was just looking at the news today and it's like, oh, okay, we're going to ban TikTok. Okay, does that mean like we're going to go back to Vine? Do you remember Vine? Nobody remembers Vine. And that was not that long ago, you know, but TikTok is part of that. So it's like these things move so quickly uh-huh. that they don't land and stay.
0: Right.
1: Um, anyway, I could go into a big thing. Anyway, so um, yeah, and then we have Casa Valentina, which opens the, uh, the second week of May. It's got a great cast. Uh, Scott Cunningham is playing the the, the leading role in it. Well, Laura Scribner and Ann Stott and John Dennis Anderson and William Mullen and Tom Marquis. And I'm going to forget somebody. Uh, So it's it's, uh, Polly Haley. It's got a great company. It's my same creative team that I've I've used the last few years, which is Stephen Petrelli on Lights and Ellen Rousseau on set and Carol Sherry with Wigs and uh uh costumes, so I'm excited about that. We start rehearsals in a couple weeks. Then we have the Solo Play Festival in June, which different plays each week, uh, different performer. And then we have um, uh, we're doing a, a musical this summer, The Fantastics, uh, which has a beautiful, beautiful score and is a, really a landmark musical when you look at it. I mean, again, we're that we're moving like uh, beatnik jazz, uh, 1950, early 50s into the early 60s from Tom Jones and Harvey Schmidt. This is the musical that brought us Try to Remember. Try to remember the time in September. And Bo Jacket is playing that part. And um, so we've got a great cast for that already. Uh, Megan Amorice and, and a lot of great people are in that. John Thomas is doing the music, but they but Tom Jones who wrote it with Harvey Schmidt, Uh, And it opened in 1961, you know, its legacy is it's the longest running musical in the history of America. It's the longest running play in the history of America. Uh, It ran for 44 years in New York. And yeah, and and it ran in a theater not not much larger than the one we have. Actually, our theater is a little larger than the one that they did it in originally. So that's part of the reason why it ran so long. But it's... uh, it changed the way musical theater It's so funny because I can hear other shows in it. It's like when I look at- That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I can hear and see Pippin in it and I can hear and see um, just different things that other composers and writers drew from this piece. Mm -hmm. It still works on its own completely, but it was kind of experimental. And what Tom Jones, who's 95 years old has done, he did it last summer at 94. He had readapted it slightly, what they call reimagining it, okay. which is that he made it not a, a, a heterosexual couple, young couple at the center of it, but he turned it into two men. And, and rather than having the two fathers pushing the two straight kids into a relationship, he has two mothers pushing these two, their two sons into a relationship. They've changed the genders in it. Mm-hmm. And it works perfectly. It makes a lot of emotional sense too. It mixes up the gender a lot more. The original production had, uh, 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 it's like seven guys and one girl. And this one has like one, two, three, three girls and you know five guys or whatever that is. Uh, I'm, my math is off today, right. this morning, but it's uh, uh, I'm excited about it because it, it adapted very quickly. They did it in Flint, Michigan as an experiment Uh, last uh, summer. Mm -hmm. And it worked really well. And so we're the only the third production of it because there's one other production they tried at a high school with two girls in the lead and then two mothers pushing them together. And then this one, they're letting us do it before they stop production. They're not doing any more productions of the Fantastics in order to understand how it works so that they can move this adaptation to New York. So they're, they're they're really looking at how does this work. It doesn't mean it's broken. It just means it's right. changed right. and readdressing it when uh, at this point. And Tom Jones is very uh, like uh, enthusiastic about this is the way it needs to go in the future. I don't even know if he's gay. I don't think he is. And um, but he's see, see, saw it that way and thought this is perfect. This this makes sense. So I'm excited to do that. It's kind of it's an East Coast premiere. It's the first time it's done. I've got a lot of people who've already got, who are uh, writing to me saying, I can't get the rights to that version. How did you get the rights to that yes. version? And the basically, I'll tell you how we got the rights to it. It's because of the production of Sweeney Todd that we did. Um, Sweeney Todd, the people who rented it to us, the Music Theater International came and saw it. They were so excited about what we did here. And so proud of the way we adapted it that they said, um, if you have anything else that you'd like to do, please come to us. And and we can work something out. And so the track record of the work that we're doing is building these relationships um, with, uh, with the community at large is what I'm getting at here. It's not just, oh, it's gay, let's do it gay. It's like, no, 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 no. This has to do with Tom Jones who wrote this play this show any wrote man uh, uh, 110 of the shade and celebration and I do I do other things mm-hmm. um, big hits uh, th- they're trusting what we're doing up here
0: that and says so much doesn't it oh my goodness. yeah and,
1: and this is where it should be done we're at the birthplace of modern American theater mm-hmm. if you're going to look at a play and reevaluate it and and understand how it works for a community at large this is a great place to do it Right. And so I'm excited that slowly we are beginning, I've been here, this is my fifth, be my sixth season up here now, uh, building these 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 relationships and this trust and this, this uh, quality of theater mm-hmm. here so that um, we can continue to grow and build artistically, creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the community trusts us to do that and they come, they were coming. Then we're doing a haunted house in the fall October we're doing the gale beware the siren song which is about haunted the most haunted shipwreck in Provincetown it's actually inspired by the gale of 1848 Mm -hmm. which which took away half of the men uh sailors from Truro and Provincetown in town it actually devastated the 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 region and so it's based in a historical moment Mm -hmm. but it's going to be like a, a immersive installation inside the theater itself Oh, it sounds fantastic! It is. It's going to be fantastic if, if we can make it work, right? <laughs> there's always that little if, it.
0: that very small if.
1: Well, I mean, we're building it. We've never done this. It's not just a haunted house like "boo, scary," uh, and put your hand in a in a bowl of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's this really interesting sound design thing that we're going through. It's and Danica Jensen, uh, who was in The Humans, she played the daughter in The Humans. Mm-hmm. And she's done Haunted Houses before and she's done the big one upstate New York. And so she and she's young. She's like, you know, 25. She just graduated from NYU uh, like a year and a half ago. And her and Ellen Rousseau are working on creating this uh, uh, the script as well as the director. They're, they're in the midst of creating it right now. So I'm excited about that. I can just leave them alone. Go do your right, thing. Right, right, right. your thing. Um, and then we'll close with what the Constitution means to me, which is a beautiful play by Heidi Schreck about how to embrace the Constitution despite its its isms and things like that in it. Um, there's a Netflix version with her on it. Oh. Uh, Heidi Schreck. She did it on Broadway. It's a Pulitzer fi- finalist. Um, it's very autobiographical, but it's, uh, uh, it's basically a solo show, but it's really got three actors in it because... One comes in and sits there as the monitor. It's about a woman who used to go to those competitions. They would have competitions for scholarship money and like forensic competitions uh, where people would go and give speeches and things like that. And the best speech would win. And this was about how to take a piece of the constitution and expo- and uh, uh, ex- show what it is for us. For students, and this girl Heidi Schreck, the writer and actress, she—that's um, what she did—and she got her her college education by going and winning all these contests. But in the process of winning those contests, about uh, uh, how one person, you know, they would pit each other about the constitution, mm-hmm. um, there's a competition at the end of the play between her and another person, a young person from the audience, that this story goes on, that the constitution belongs to every generation of Americans. It could be
0: more timely, I'll tell well, you. Well, that's the
1: thing. I thought you know it fits into the, the last season. It, it, it's part of like, it's the beginning of a, a, an election year at the end of uh, 2023. And I sort of wanted us to reclaim, um, what the the biggest document of our democracy is which is the conscious constitution and how do we embrace it and what are its flaws and what 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 does it still provide and this play kind of explores that it's very empowering and very hopeful actually so it sounds intellectual but it is (laughs) it is intellectual but it's also like oh it's not a dry history lesson at all it's a very emotional journey about one woman and how she understands the constitution what it meant to her and what it means to where she comes from her her mother her grandmother it's it's this interesting story especially for women of the the, the invisibility and the visibility and the way to interpret the constitution when you are when it's built with male um, patriarchal uh, words in it. Mm -hmm. So it has this very interesting shadow uh, existence inside of it. You you have to see it. It's really good. I mean, boys, girls, men, women, everything in between can really embrace it, I think. And I'm Mm -hmm. hoping it will. And then we'll do our holiday show and all of that. But we're doing like the mosquito. We're gonna start doing uh, improv Provincetown.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, we're gonna start doing that. And actually our first one will be next month. And so we're going to be having like the mosquito and the improv group under mm-hmm. our roof uh, all year. So there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I say go get a subscription. It's a good deal. Two twenty-five for the for five shows. Um, yeah, that's a yeah. good deal. <laughs> I mean, that buys you two shows at the art house. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> and you've
0: got you've got quite a diversity of kinds of things that you're bringing. Yeah,
1: that's, that's part of my job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which, which, and actually, I did want to. I mean, I I want you to come back each time we've got a new show. Oh, great! Talk about it. Yeah. But in general, I just wanted to, you know, again, you and I have had these these discussions before, but about how you balance what you bring to Provincetown and why you make the choices you do. Could you talk a little bit about that now?
1: Yeah, I mean, we live in a resort town. We live and we live in a a year round community who who serves a resort town, and since we live. Also in a uh, that resort town thing is like uh, there's ebbs and flows of people that come through. And there's people who live here year round who hold down the fort uh, for the people that we open the doors to um, each summer and each spring And and, and the growing second homeowner community, there's different, there's all these factions that are very different from like, I grew up outside of Baltimore, and Baltimore is not a resort town. (laughs) Oh,
0: really?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it is a seaside town.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, the first house my parents had, which was a rental, was on the Chesapeake Bay. It was on the Bush River or the Susquehanna River, something like that, an estuary over there uh, that led into the, uh, so I grew up in, with it, literally in my backyard with the ocean, uh, you know, as I slept each night. So I'm very comfortable in this environment and I'm a Cancer, so I think that brings me back to the water here. Um yeah. So because of the ebb and flow of the way uh, the communities come together here and how we serve and who we serve, because I'm in the service industry. It's just like food. It's just like a and it's, it's, it's service. Entertainment is service. It's uh, yes, I get something out of it personally because I like giving it to you. It's really all for you. And it makes it's it's like making a guess like, okay, I'm the chef. What are we gonna have for dinner tonight? I want to surprise my 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 patrons and they're gonna be excited to come to be a little bit surprised, but know that the quality is gonna be good and that they're not gonna get food poisoning, right? So that's but it's like, how do I su- surprise and what am I serving? Like a restaurant.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, are
1: we serving seafood? Are we serving meatloaf? Are we serving, you know, what are we serving? V- vegan. Um, and so everybody has their, um, their shingle that they put outside and say, this is what we're serving. Um, but I also look at the seasons in this ebb and flow idea. that I've probably expressed to you before. Like, you do a congre- I want to do a congregational show in the beginning of the season um, to own the town because we own it. We live here full time. This is for our community. That's kind of what the solos are too. It's like they're, le- they're lesser priced it's the taste of seeing a different show each week is very familiar to this terrain of entertainment it may not be if you lived in buffalo or baltimore or or boulder colorado you know all b names but or boston because everybody lives there Mm -hmm. (laughs) full-time you know it's not like Mm -hmm. half the town changes every six months Mm -hmm. so um you do a congregational show at the beginning of the this, this season, what we think of as the summer season, because we own the town. And then after we all get together and see a show and go, yes, this theater is ours, this town is ours, these people in the show are ours. Now we're ready to open the doors to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. And then in June, you have these solos people aren't even here yet they don't start coming until, you know, they come on the weekends in June. Right. They come to the film festival, they come to the Portuguese festival, they come to the cabaret festival, they come to the jazz festival. You know, they have these little little events that happen that dot June, mm-hmm. right? Um, and those are mostly on the weekends. They aren't during the week. So our shows are during the week yeah. because that's for you, you who live here or you who 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 love the Cape or, or second homeowners who are making it like, okay, we're coming in June. Our kids are out of school. They come back from college, whatever. Um, because that's another thing, too, is there's a lot of straight people who come to our shows. This isn't a gay theater company. Mm-hmm. I had somebody the other day go, Well, it's a gay theater company. I was like, no, I'm not a gay theater company. I'm gay, mm-hmm. but uh, I serve a larger community than just, um, you right. know, a gay vacation town. Right. I, I just serve a larger community. You know, half of my audience is from Wellfleet. you you know the uh the subscribers right uh the outer cape they come from the outer cape they come from the four towns in the outer cape and a few from up in chatham and east ham and things like that but But you
0: obviously serve all of those different audiences in different ways which which is one of the things that i've always found extraordinary about you and and your tenure here at provincetown
1: theater yeah and so i don't want to get into the like week to week like I I respect the theme weeks and all of that that come in in the summer and I love them. Mm -hmm. But those people who come for a week for a theme tend to want to kind of congregate with themselves. Yeah. um, Yeah. Whether it's It's bears or the family. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll come and see a show or two, but family week, for instance, is is always a a wash for for shows in general because uh, they come here to eat ice cream and go to the beach. Exactly. Exactly. Well, David Drake,
0: I'm sorry, but we're going to have to pull this to a stop. I could talk sure. with you for hours and hours, but thank you so much for being on Arts Week. And oh,
1: thank you. I can't Jennifer.
0: wait for people to explore the joys of the Provincetown Theater this year.
1: And if you want to come to the uh, uh, the, the the free plays, you have to go online and sign up for it, just so we have a, attendance records. We will do that. It's free, right. but you just have to sign up.
0: Thanks so much, David Drake. And thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you here next
1: time.